Nick Dar here getting ready to shoot uh, another episode of Business Over Brew, which wouldn't be possible if not for our great sponsors at Roberts Motors. Uh, you know the Roberts Motors name. They've been around since 1949. Uh, definitely a name that means quality. We certainly appreciate their support of not only this show, but all they do for the community. You talk about a local business that gets it in terms of supporting great community causes and just being involved in the community. The guys at Roberts Motors, Sam, John, the rest of the crew there, they really understand what it means to be a good business citizen in the community, and they've done that for a lot of years. Uh, if you're in the market for a vehicle, you, you know the, the car industry has been a little upside down lately in terms of inventory. Uh, they're starting to get more and more vehicles on the lot. Uh, starting to see some new Broncos out there, so go check that out. A little more pre-owned inventory as well. They're certainly always in the market to uh, give you a great deal if you're looking to sell your vehicle as well. Now's a great time to do that. And maybe something we don't talk about enough is just a, a really great uh, top-notch service center at Roberts Motors. Uh, if you need work done in your car, you need tires, oil change, any kind of service work, uh, Roberts Motors is really a terrific place to consider um, and they would just appreciate the opportunity to do business with you, whether it's buying a vehicle, uh, buying your vehicle from you, or getting some work done to your vehicle. Check out Roberts Motors uh, on Albee Street in Alton or at robertsmotors.com. Welcome to Business Over a Brew. Very pleased to be joined in this episode by Dick Bold, who owns and operates several McDonald's here in the area. And we'll get to that uh, in, in a bit here. But first, Dick, just thanks for coming on the show. Number one, really appreciate it. I'm glad to be here, Nick. Um Glad to be able to contribute. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, just your personal story and a little, a, little, a brief uh, personal bio. Doesn't even have to be brief. Go as long as you want, really. Okay. <laughs> well, um, Nick, I was born and raised here in the Alton area. Uh, I was born at Alton Memorial Hospital back in 1947. So I'll tell you my age right away. And uh, pretty much lived in this community, um, both in the Alton area, Bethalto, and also in Wood River. So... Um, that's, uh, pretty much my growing stages. And then I end up moving to my grandmother's up in Chicagoland, uh, in a little suburban town on the Fox river called St. Charles and, uh, went to high school there, completed high school and, uh, was, uh, worked for Illinois Bell telephone up there for a little bit. And they had one of the biggest strikes they ever had. <laughs> and, uh, lo and behold, uh, I got a draft notice in the mail, and I said, I'm not going to go to the infantry. I'm going to enlist. And three years later, I was still uh, finishing up my Army career, and I ended up going to Vietnam, which is why I enlisted to try and prevent that, but I ended up going there anyway. So you, you, the thinking was that by enlisting, you might not end up. Might avoid having to go to Vietnam. Right. You know, you know just which a little bit out of high school. To, to and, yeah, you know, sure. So, uh, so ended in, in up in December of '67. Uh, I went to Vietnam '67 and '68 during the big Tet Offensive. So you're 20 years old, about 19, 20 years old at that time. Yeah. Uh, tell us about just uh, maybe what you remember about maybe just the emotions of you know heading over there. Even. Well, um, I did my basic training down in Fort Leonard Wood, and uh, lo and behold. Uh, I uh, went into AIT there, which is your military obligation, your, your job, and I trained on asphalt. And uh, so the next thing I know, I came down on orders. I went to Vietnam and I get off that big Chinook helicopter and they throw my duffel bag out the back and I'm waiting for somebody to pick me up on this airstrip. And uh, a guy comes up in a Jeep and says, 
So uh, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to A Company, 1st Engineer Battalion, 1st Infantry Division. He goes, what do you do? And I said, I lay asphalt. And he started laughing. I said, what's so funny? He goes, you see any asphalt around here? (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, I wasn't laying any asphalt in Vietnam. (laughs) Right. What was your uh, role of of duty in in Vietnam? Uh, I was what they call a line rat. We used to go out and uh, we used to cut landing zones for the infantry before the infantry could actually come in and do their patrols. And we were always the first ones in cutting all the heavy jungle back so that they could get the helicopters in. So and we, we'd have to go down uh, the rope ladder with Bangalore torpedoes and a bush axe and uh, all kinds of ammunition and uh, to blow up a lot of that brush area. So, yeah, that wasn't uh, near what I had trained to do. <laughs> right. Not, not in the asphalt there, I guess. Yeah. Uh, talk about how, how long were you there and then uh, what do you remember about the day you, you were headed home? Well, uh, lo and behold, uh, I was there for a year. Sixty, I was there December sixty-seven to December of sixty-eight, and then lo and behold, uh, they sent me back to Fort Leonard Wood, and I became what they call an AIT drill instructor for an AIT unit, which was again teaching you that military obligation, right. your job, and it was in the asphalt plant. <laughs> First time I'd seen asphalt since I left there. And, right. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I was actually there for about 10 months, got married uh, to my lovely wife, Susan. And um, lo and behold, after 10 months, I came down on orders. Our entire company went to Korea, and I was I was literally bawling before I even opened my orders because I couldn't take her to Korea if that's where I was going. But my right. whole company, except for me, was one. assigned to Korea. I ended up going to Stuttgart, Germany, and I could take my wife with me. She got to go. She got to go. And so with 10 months left, basically I had about 10 months left to go, and I went there and got promoted again, and then they thought I was going to re-enlist, and I said, no, I'm going home. I got things to do. (laughs) What were those things to do? Things to do was uh, I had to get a, because I hadn't been married all that long right. at that point, and uh, I needed to get back, get a job established, uh, get a little income coming in so that we could start to, you know, have a family together. Right. And uh, so I came back, and I worked for the phone company again, and uh, that only was short-lived. And somebody came to me and said, do you ever think about working for McDonald's? And lo and behold... The rest is history. <laughs> McDonald's then, so we're talking what, uh, I'm going to say, probably close 92. to... 92. Okay, so a, while, a little different company then than it is now. Oh, but 92, excuse me. 72. 72. So <laughs> yeah. what did McDonald's look like then yeah. uh, compared to now? Um, it was a whole different company. Uh, the company was growing leaps and bounds, um, just had started... Uh, a new breakfast product called Egg McMuffin. <laughs> and uh, so we were getting into the breakfast business pretty rapidly, and uh, we were still expanding, a lot of expansion going on overseas and that uh, to, to other countries. And uh, so I, I went to work for the corporation. So you started at the corporation, not at the local yeah, restaurant? I, I basically uh, started off as a uh, manager trainee. I started off in a little town called Carpentersville, Illinois. And uh, we only had uh, three booths in the front of the store. And uh, it, uh, 
it was it was an exciting career uh, to get started, and uh, I was so excited about this new job offering. And lo and behold, uh, um, I was promoted very quickly out of manager trainee, and then I end up working for a gentleman who end up at the time he was my supervisor, but at the, later on. Um, he actually became the president of McDonald's, a guy named Jim Skinner. Wow. And uh, he's no longer with McDonald's, but uh, he retired. But uh, lo and behold, he used to pull me along wherever he had an issue, where there was some issues at a store or restaurant that wasn't performing well. He would say, Dick, I'm going to move you over here for a while. And uh, so he'd move me. How did your military experience uh, contribute or help you in, in your McDonald's career early on? Well, uh, I think from a disciplinary point of view and, and setting expectations for my people, because even when I was in Vietnam, I later end up, uh, after I'd spent a lot of time being a line rat and cutting those landing zones, the latter part of uh, that year, uh, I got promoted to a buck sergeant, and I got three or four guys working for me in the motor pool. Uh, they put me in the motor pool because they needed a person there. And when I end up going to Germany, I end up in a, myrtle, in a motor, motor pool <laughs> again. And uh, lo and behold, uh, uh, I think the military and, and the organization and things that I'd learned there in Vietnam uh, carried on to when I got to Germany and then beyond and has helped me, I think, when I first started with McDonald's. It, it gave me a sense of drive. So how long were you with McDonald's corporate? I was with them 20 years. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, every 10 years with McDonald's, you get what they call a sabbatical, which is um, pretty nice. <laughs> eight weeks vacation plus whatever else you had, uh, you know, that you'd already earned. And uh, so at that point, I, I think I had 12 weeks vacation. And then I continued working with them for, almost, well, right at another 10 years. So it was total 20 years with the corporation. And I was due for another sabbatical. I was looking forward to just doing a bunch of traveling. Right. And then lo and behold, they came to me and they said, Dick, did you ever think about being an owner yourself? And I said, you're kidding. And I said, they said, no, we're, we're serious. We'd like to ask and offer you, if you're interested, a position as a licensee, a franchisee working for McDonald's. We got a perfect store picked out for you. And I said, wow, that's exciting. Uh, where is this store located? And they said, in a little town called Bethalto, Illinois. Well, I lived in Bethalto. And they didn't know that. They right. didn't know that. Hmm. But I had lived in Bethalto. Uh, I had gone to Wilbur Trimpey Junior High wow. there. And uh, and it was a town that, that we lived in. Um, and they told me, uh, go out and take a look at the store. Tell us what you think. Uh, I went out and looked at it. And I brought my wife along. She took a look at the store. And we used to grade our stores A, B, C, or F, meaning A was always the best, outstanding. B was a little less, excellent. And then, and if you got a C grade, you were just good. Mm -hmm. If you got an F, you were failing. My wife looked at the store and she said, Dick, this doesn't even fit into that alphabet. This is a Z. <laughs> and Opportunity. I, said, I know. And I told her, I said, Susie, you can't, you can't judge the trees 
beyond the forest here until you see what we can do with these, you know? So uh, it was amazing. We took over that store in November of 92 in Bethalto. That was our very first. And we broke a bunch of records in that store, sales records, uh, people records, um, as far as having some of the greatest crew people and, and great managers. So, What were some key changes that you went in and, and made to go from a Z to a, an A, presumably? Well, the, the first thing that we wanted to do was we needed to put the double booth drive through That store only had one booth. That's where you placed your order, you cashed out there, and you got your food all that same window. And that was really causing a hindrance. And they just had been coming out with a double booth configuration at that time. Because it's back in 92. So I said, I need this double booth. And I tried to convince the company that they should have put it on and not have me have to pay for it. Well, they didn't want to see it that way. They Mm -hmm. said, sure, you're going to pay for it if you want it that bad. Mm -hmm. If you think it's going to help. Well, it did. I mean, we, we built sales and... One of the awards that we received for the for all the achievement of building the sales was the Ronald McDonald Award. They only give out one a year within a TV co-op, and we at that time were in the St. Louis TV market, mm-hmm. which we still are in the TV market. Right. But our co-op was here too at the time, and um, so they gave out one award. And at the time, there was only I want to say there was like. 28 operators or franchisees like myself in that St. Louis metro area because there was some company stores at the time. In fact, the Bethalto store was, in fact, a company store before I purchased it. Um, And uh, I guess the company kind of ran it down. But anyway, the net net is that uh, we achieved that Ronald McDonald Award. And I had never thought in my wildest dreams that I'd ever achieved that over the other owners of this now 226 restaurants in the St. Louis TV market. So so take us through the, the rest. Of the, what was the second store that you purchased then? Well, um, McDonald's came to me and they said, we're, we're starting a, a new kind of venture and uh, we're going into Walmart. And I said, you're kidding. And they said, no, we're going to go in and replace their snack bars and uh, we're going to see if we can't do business in a Walmart. And we ended up being the third, maybe the fourth I'm pretty sure it was the third in the system to put in a McDonald's and a Walmart. So we went into Wood River at the time, and uh, this was before Wood River had rebuilt, and uh, put in this beautiful McDonald's uh, in the very front of the store. So as soon as you walk through those entrance doors, we were right there on your left. And uh, we were there for about three years, and then Walmart decided they were going to expand and move Mm -hmm. a little bit, which they did. And they had promised us that they were going to put us in a, uh, in a uh, in the middle, if you will, of the Walmart, still on that first aisle as you'd walk in the door. And they were going to give us a much bigger site to work with because our sales were, we we had a hard time because we didn't have enough seating. Sure. And, right. and people didn't like to go walk around carrying their food. And eating <laughs> right, too. Yeah. So um, when it got time to move, and uh, Walmart came to me and said, yeah, okay, we're ready to move your facility, and uh, but we've made some changes. We've raised your rent. Of course, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they no longer have the money in their budget to pay for that building out of that site, which they originally agreed that they would do. Mm-hmm. And when they said no, 
uh, we're not going to do that. Um, you're going to have to go back to your corporation or something and see if you can get money from them because we can't do it. But when I went back to McDonald's, I asked them, would you run this with this new rent calculation and now going to have to build your own site? And they said, no, we wouldn't do it. And I said, here's my keys. I'm not doing it either. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So then um, fast forward, you just go ahead and talk about your, your current locations now. Okay. So uh, right after that, um, in Wood River, we end up uh, buying the old Homer Adams Parkway store. It was really old. had a right. basement in it. It was it was really run down. Again, that was another company-owned store. Uh, and I think one of the uniqueness things about that old Homer Adams Parkway store, it had the first, the first drive-through on our side of the river. Wow. That's, that's how old that oh, store was. That was an old store. Yeah. And an old basement. And every time it rained, the basement would tend to flood. But anyway, we tore that down and rebuilt it. And, uh, then we opened Godfrey. I, I built Godfrey, and uh, we loved that location as well. Sure. And um, then I came to McDonald's after opening Godfrey. A year later, I came to them. They asked me. They asked me. They said, Dick, is there any other place that you think that we ought to be have another McDonald's? And I said, yeah. When I was a youngster growing up in Alton, remember I said I was born here in Alton right. and raised for a lot of years. Um, I remember there was an old burger chef. That's it was right, on yeah. Broadway. Yep. Right where my other existing site is now. And I said to them, I remember the line used to be all the way out into the street. Right, yeah. They didn't have any seating. And when that door, when they'd open up those windows there at that burger chef, I mean, people just flocked there. And I said, you know, I know this old hotel is there, but we need to get rid of that. We need to do some things. But I think we got a good site there. Well, McDonald said, all right, let's build it. So they built it a year after I opened Godfrey. They came back to me again. You got any other sites? And I said, yeah, I got another one in mind. They said, where? I said, I want to go to Hamill. They they said, you want to go to Hamill? We don't see anything there. That's all farm country. And, you know, you got the highway there, but it's right. we don't see that as being anything. They said, we want to put you in Staunton. And I said, I don't want to go to Staunton. Put me in Hamill, and I'm interested. If you want to go to Staunton, somebody else can get interested. <laughs> well, they said, uh, okay, we'll, we'll think about it. Nine years later, they came to me, and that store is doing gangbusters. So that one's with a gas station attached. Yes, it's with the Love's Travel Center, right. and they're great partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, they basically own the site. We worked a deal with them. They own the site, and they build to suit for us, our McDonald's. And uh, it, it's like I say, it's been a great partnership. So, well, you, you mentioned building the site on on Broadway, and now, unfortunately, due to the the fire, rebuilding it. I just drove by on my way here, and it's. It's pretty close to reopening. Yes. Um, uh, we're hoping that uh, we're going to get that thing open uh, by June 30th, which is just around the corner. But if we do, we're, there's only one little caveat to that. We're waiting on a couple of our air conditioner units, but it's kind of like everything nowadays. I mean, people are waiting for parts or they're waiting for equipment or whatever. 
Um, they only had half of our units built. They say they have the other half built, but they're waiting on the wiring harnesses. So if we get the wiring harnesses, we can get those two units up. We'll get open on June 30th. If not, it's probably going to be July 7th. I was kind of hoping we'd have it open before the 4th. Well, July 7th is Sam Stem's birthday and my yeah. anniversary, so that'd be a good day. To, oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, talk about, I know COVID had a huge impact on McDonald's nationwide in terms of just what you could and couldn't do, and it, and that, you know, some of those effects have been lasting. Yeah. Well, let me, let me, um, let me tell you that I still purchased two other stores, and right. I purchased them. 17 days before COVID hit, I purchased them on March 1st, um, two years ago, and uh, I bought the two stores in Edwardsville. The Mm -hmm. gentleman that owned them had passed away, and um, I, at that point, I wasn't really interested in expanding any further. I had five great stores, and I said, the lady came to me, and she says, my husband always said, if anything ever happens to me, make sure you talk to Dick about these two stores and she did and I ended up buying those two so but then when COVID hit uh, obviously we had to close our dining room so we changed our menus down to a more limited menu eliminated things like salads and parfaits and a lot of items that we'd had before uh, because we're working with less people less people were coming to work and even to this day Nick it's been really hard to get people um, to just come back to work. Right. So, I would I would say you've had two events that have made it from an employment standpoint um, challenging for you. The minimum wage increase I know has had an impact on how you've had to do business yeah. uh, in the state of Illinois, and then uh, yeah, obviously the pandemic. Uh, has made it tougher for everybody to find employees, it seems like. Absolutely hard to find employees. In fact, we uh, have now decided that we want to help our senior population as well. Mm -hmm. We know that seniors are on on fixed incomes, and we would like to help them, whether they can work two hours or they could work six hours a day. Uh, We would love to hire seniors. Uh, We know that they're very reliable we know that it would help them, and especially in our community with everybody uh, that are seniors that are either retired or, or have maybe some slight disability. Uh, we would definitely be interested in them. And one of the, one of the things that we offer, too, is uh, we offer uh, vacation for our part-time employees. Uh, we, we offer uh, free uniforms. We offer them uh, two meals a day if they work up to eight hours a day or you get one meal a day. Um, and that helps, that helps a lot for mm-hmm. people. Sure. Um, so yeah, we're looking for people where I think we're a good employer. My average manager that works for me, general manager has anywhere from 18 to, I've just celebrated with, with the manager that runs our Hamill store 30 years that she's wow. been with me. That's so, amazing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, we, we talked a little bit before we came on the air or before we turned the cameras on about. I think there's a misconception, certainly, about, you know, McDonald's obviously is a large international corporation. But mm-hmm. um, something I always want to point out to people when I hear them talk about McDonald's and kind of lump your stores in with, you know, well, it's a corporation. Is it, it, I think a lot of people would be surprised to know that it's locally owned and operated by a local guy and, and Susan, of course. 
Um, and you guys are, you know, contributing and giving back to the community. So, and I know that's, that's really important to you as well. It is. It is very important, Nick. Uh, I mean, this community has done a lot for me and, and uh, my family. And uh, my family, with the exception of my son, who did work with us and opened that Broadway store uh, years ago. And um, uh, they all work for me yet today. And uh, I, you know, I, I just uh, love giving back to the community. They have just been so special. And I, I try to get in involved in as much as I can in their fundraisers and things like that. And, uh, you know. Well, I know the Big Z certainly appreciates the support we've received over the years just from an advertising standpoint, mm-hmm. but also um, anytime we've had a cause that we were supporting, whether it's ringing bells for a Salvation Army and asking if we could come down to your store and do it, the answer's always been yes. So, it, it, you know, you guys really epitomize what uh, a local business is supposed to be about. So we really appreciate that support. Yeah. We support the local schools, too. And mm-hmm. now that we're in Edwardsville, uh, I'm on the school board with the Metro East Lutheran High School. And, and uh, you know, I contribute not only to Edwardsville High School, the, the public school, but I also contribute a lot to Metro East Lutheran. Uh, and that's it's just the right thing to do. I think most people know where your stores are, but two things that uh, to encourage people to do. Uh, talk a little bit about the, the McDonald's app, because there's a lot of savings to be had there. Oh, absolutely. Our app has just taken off like wildfire. Uh, I mean, there, there are all kinds of special offers on there. And now we have added the loyalty program to that. So you can come in, get a special price on a meal, or or maybe a, you get an extra French fry or a large fry or maybe a drink. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, and you get the points when you make those purchases. And, and those add up real quick. A lot of people are using those. A lot of people are using it uh, to place their orders and doing the mobile order pay where they'll place their order, pay for it, and pull into a spot and we'll rush it out to them. So that's been been really working well. And now the delivery is, since, since COVID hit, uh, we do a lot of delivery business with uh, DoorDash. They're always yeah. in our Uber Eats. So... Well, you've been with McDonald's since 72, I believe, if my yeah. math is right, yeah. uh, an owner since 92. Yeah. If somebody calls tomorrow and has two more stores for you, are you buying? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I got ketchup in my blood. I can tell you that. <laughs> I've never lost the passion. You can still catch me behind the counter working, helping out in the kitchen area. They don't let me work the register as much as they used to anymore. <laughs> I'm not as fast as some of these kids. But... Uh, uh, because it's not that you're embezzling yeah, money from the I'm not trying to avoid like your that. question, but <laughs> if somebody came along and if it was the right situation, sure, why not? <laughs> well, uh, Dick, thanks so much for joining us. And last thing, if uh, somebody wanted to apply and, and become a member of the team, where, where can they go to do that? They, go, they can go to, to um, uh, uh, com, um or they can go to Big Jobs. Um, they can come by the restaurant. And fill out an application. And I'm in the process right now. As you know, we're about ready to open the Broadway store. I'd like to be able to hire as many as 90 people. I've got 35 now, so i got still a lot of openings. And, uh, wow. you know, I, I think you'd, uh, people that would, would tell you that work for us, uh, they, they're pretty happy with, with the way we do business. So, And I forgot to mention 
inside dining is is back. Yeah, I opened all my restaurant dining rooms as of June 1st, just a couple of days ago. And I said, you know, it's getting summertime. People are out and traveling around. A lot of people are tired of being kind of locked down at home and, and they want to get out and stretch and, you know, experience it. So I said, we're opening our dining rooms, period. You know, McDonald's, uh, they said you can keep them as closed as you want. But uh, as long as you want. And I said, no, we're going to open up. Great, great. Well, lots of good things on the horizon. Really glad the Broadway store is opening up since it's so close to our office, number one. (laughs) But uh, uh, Dick, best of luck, continued success. Thanks for all you've done for the community. Thank you. You bet. Thank you.